a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. To see, to see the face of God is to be destroyed. So God now veils himself in, in the flesh and blood of Jesus. And he uses that, those means, namely his flesh and his blood, his life and, and his death, he uses those means to save us. And when we were baptized at the font with God's name placed upon us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, with the sign of the cross being placed upon our forehead and our hearts marking as ones redeemed. We were adopted as sons of God. Uh, I think... Oh, huh? 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 <laughs> oh, oh. Are we doing the show now? Is the theme over? Hey, the theme's over. Welcome to Table Talk Radio. I hope that... Uh, Hope you enjoy this show because uh, of the many crosses that a table talk hope. radio host has to this bear. This scene is no hope at all. <laughs> As the many crosses that a, a, a table talk radio host has to bear, waking up before the birds is one of them. Um, I and I have a general rule of thumb that if the sun oh. thinks it's too early to get up, I think it's too early to get up. Um, but so pastoral can prance around Turkey and Greece. We're getting up at the was it 3 a.m.? What is? What time is it right now? Oh my! Ugh, it was anyway. 6:15 there. <laughs> Poor old. Do you remember when you used to live to the east of me? <laughs> yeah, that and was we'd nice. record at seven, I, aka five. Yeah, I like that a you lot mean, better. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Uh, I think you need to be in the Pacific time zone. I need to be in the the Eastern time zone. So, <laughs> recording it like. Eight and five for you. That that was always good. Yeah, I, but this is nice. It's a nice concession you're making because I'm going to Istanbul tomorrow. I have an I have, yeah, baby. I have a nice quick story to tell about uh, time zone conversion. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, at the this seminary, time zone story. At the, the <laughs> at the seminary, they have um, this uh, daily news they call blue news, and it has this little things that nobody wants to know uh, every day. <laughs> Well, the blue, that's a great name for a newspaper. The, the news that nobody wants to know. The blue news. It's like depression paper. <laughs> yeah, right. Things that, well, it's for seminarians. I guess that's very apropos. Anyway. Um, apropos. There was, there was a retired pastor in California who uh, had a, an entire set of Luther's works um, that he wanted to give away to a seminarian. And uh, so what he did is he called the seminary, had a... Uh, put in the blue news, and just the first person to call him got it. Well, I wake up around, I don't know, 8, check my email. There's a, read the blue news. I couldn't believe this. Like, hey, look, uh, this copy of Luther's work, entire set for free. So I, I called the number, didn't even think about uh, there being a time conversion, him, him being in California. So <laughs> I woke the guy up at, at 6 in the morning to ask him if I could have his... <laughs> Luther's works, and it paid Gosh. off though because I was the first one. While other more uh, considerate seminarians were waiting for a decent hour of the day. <laughs> nice. And so I was getting ridicule all day because seminarians were were calling this guy and saying, "Oh, sorry, Evan Gigline beat you to it. He called me at six in the morning." So that's my little story about time conversion. I got a little story about time zones. Okay. One time, 
I was in Australia on August the 7th. It was my brother's birthday, and I called him and told him happy birthday. And then I flew back, (laughs) and it was August 7th again. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I thought you were going to say you called him. Actually, it wasn't his birthday then, the first time you called him then. For him. It wasn't wasn't for him. Just for you. Yeah, who knows how that works. (laughs) Anyhow. All right. Well, in uh, today's program, we're going to be playing... A little, some new games for you. Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie is, is a yeah, new game. Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, name that Journey of St. Paul. That sounds exciting. And also Islam or Mormonism. <laughs> so a lineup of new Table Talk Radio games for you today. But first, yeah. some theological buzzwords. So I have a theological buzz phrase for you, Pastor Wolf Mueller. And that is uh, theology of glory. Oh, nice. And so uh, theology of the glory is a, a term coined by Luther, although you have this little thesis I'll let you share about the theology of the glory and law and gospel. But uh, theology of glory uh, is the idea that um, that sinful man uh, looks at his cir- circumstances in life and interprets God's disposition according to them. So uh, if things are going well for me, if I you know got this uh, new job, I uh, got a raise, in fact, a promotion. Uh, then God must be happy with me, and, and God is pleased with me. However, if I'm living in uh, Washington, D.C. or New York City, and a hurricane is pounding at my door, God must be mad. So you always interpret how God, uh, what God thinks about you according to uh, your circumstances in life. So that would be being a theologian of glory or a theology of glory. Yeah, that's right. Theologian of the cross calls the thing what it is. Uh, as opposed to a theologian of glory. I do have a theory about that. This is the kind of theory that gets a guy in trouble, though. Uh-oh. My theory is that when Luther wrote the Heidelberg Theses uh, there, and in which he put forth this distinction, he wasn't yet on the gospel. He um, he he was wait. He, he was it was just around the corner, and it was going to be later on that winter that he would have the Tower Experience, where he he realized the difference between the. Um, uh, the righteousness of God, which God commanded, and the righteousness of God, which He gave, and and found the distinction between law and gospel. And once he Luther gets on law and gospel, he never goes back to um, cross and glory. That distinction between the theology of the cross and theology of glory. Now everyone loves to talk about it. Now I think, and I think it's helpful to a point, but it doesn't. Um, oh, it certainly never can um, replace law and gospel for our um, paradigm. Paradim, right? Pergadim. How do you pronounce that? How, how does it? Since, Pergadim. Since you don't uh, um, discriminate against silent letters. Hey, what do you right. call that thing that's a big uh, tidal wave caused by earthquakes? The tsunami. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. Just wondering. <laughs> My buzzword for you, inspired by our Joel Osteen game, is original sin. Hey, mine was inspired by our listening game, too. No. Original sin is uh, the doctrine that since Adam and Eve uh, fell, that sin is now inherited in, the, in each child uh, from their father. So that original sin uh, and guilt is passed on uh, father to child in perpetuity. Uh, the only way to escape it is to not have a father like Jesus. Uh, everyone else has got it. Original sin. Now, some people, some of you out there are saying, now look, uh, I'm not, I don't have much original sin. Every sin I commit is boring, old, tried before, nothing new there. 
But that's not what it's talking about. It's not like, wow, that's an original sin. No, I get it. Thanks. <laughs> that's uh, what I see. I, when we go confess our sins, I'm always ready for someone to, you know, we say at the beginning of the service, I, a poor, miserable sinner. And I always want someone to say, I'm not a poor, I'm actually really good at sinning. I'm, a, I'm like a professional <laughs> sinner. I was watching, um, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, yeah, you know, the old rerun, Everybody, Everybody Loves Raymond. He goes in for conf- confession, uh, Ray does, and he uh, confesses breaking uh, what we know as the fourth commandment. And the priest goes, really? <laughs> he goes, are you, are you surprised? Well, people your age don't really uh, usually confess that sin. <laughs> he said, you're more of a coveting thy neighbor's wife stage of life. <laughs> and then he goes, well, I haven't been honoring my father and mother. And he goes, oh, you want to put him in a home. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, it's funny. Hey, I, I by the way, realized that uh, Luther, when he wrote this, A Mighty Fortress, was thinking about the commandments. Uh, speaking of that, take they our life. You you pick the commandment. Take they our life. Fifth commandment. Fifth commandment. See. Goods. Sixth, uh, eighth, ninth, <laughs> ninth and tenth commandment. And eighth. Yes, and seventh. No, seventh, yeah. <laughs> what in the world's going on over there? Wake up. Goods, fame. Uh, eighth commandment. Yeah, yeah. Child. Fourth commandment. Yeah, and wife. Fourth commandment. And sixth commandment. And sixth commandment. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was thinking good job. family. <laughs> yeah, it was half and half. It's not too bad. <laughs> Let these all be gone, they yet have nothing won. The kingdom, the third commandment, ours remaineth. Okay, well, oh. we, we have time for one quick uh, voicemail, then we got to get to uh, this break, commercial break. we got to hurry and get to the commercial, so let's play this uh, quick uh, voicemail. Here it is. Hey, guys. It's uh, your uh, non-Calvinist lister, listener here in Pennsylvania. Um, just wanted to call and, and say that um, uh, usually I, I call and I complain that uh, um, yeah, the, that, there, that there's this great lack of... Um, pronunciation of the of latin and i i gotta say there's there's so very little to uh complain about when it comes to the uh, last episode i listened to uh number 216 you got the latin right which was was a music to my ears and then on top of it you had um good pastoral advice i uh um, i'm used to complaining about the mediocrity uh, but i i really have nothing to complain about with this so uh um Guys, keep up the good work. It's, it's nice to uh, to listen to uh, your podcast, and, and uh, we'll see where it goes. All right, bye-bye. Are you sure we haven't played that one yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we need to hit a commercial break uh, right Already? now. Already? Yeah, oh, we squandered away that entire first segment talking oh, about sorry. time zones and... Everybody loves Raymond and everything else. But when we it get seems back, like from we this... lost an hour in that. Whole <laughs> when we get back from this commercial break. We'll be playing Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie. That's only right here on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. I started singing bye bye Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Then good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye and singing, This will be the day that I die. How many Table Talk Radio listeners does it take to change a light bulb? You'll probably have to settle for one.
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Thanks hey, for thanks. enduring Good to be that back with you. commercial break. Uh, all right, it's time for the brand new game we have here. Do you have anything to say about pronouncing Latin right? I'm sure that was a pure accident. No. That's Spanish, by the way, which is inspired <laughs> by the Latin. No. Okay. I uh, am all worked up because uh, because I went to visit a dear shut-in uh, uh, from church the other day. And uh, and they had a, a neighbor or a friend who had been to visit and uh, was giving them a bunch of Joel Osteen lines. And it my poor member, who, who knew they was wrong, was still just about plunged into despair because of the nonsense of this theology. So ridiculous. If you're sad, it's an indication that you don't have faith and you're... Uh, oh, and that, and that you're, and that you're an unbeliever and that the devil has a hold of you because you're sad. This kind of nonsense so that you're, you gotta have faith to overcome all this stuff. This is ridiculous. So, so anyway. This, uh, this friend, we'll put in air quotes. Is this friend specifically invoking the theology of Joel Osteen? No, but it comes from the same place. Uh, it comes from or the same does exact it? place. Or does it come from the fortune cookie? That's the <laughs> yeah, question. That's, oh, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. There's a, I, look, now, I just did a Google for Joel Osteen or fortune cookie, and it got about 15 results. So I'm sure <laughs> so we I didn't the, think of this originally. I think I, I thought, in fact, here's some Lutheran guy who has these, uh, oh, yeah, this is, a, what? The page you were looking for on this blog does not exist? That's our guy, Matt Richard over there hmm. uh so anyhow so how this works we're gonna play this game we're gonna we're gonna play with everyone else <laughs> okay good so we, we're we, gonna join the club here we, finally we're catching up to the times you're right joel osteen or fortune cookie with our unique table talk radio twist what's that <laughs> okay so you're gonna read read one then i have to guess whether it's a fortune cookie or joel osteen yep Okay, are you gonna That's read right. it? Are you gonna read it in the the your famous Joel Osteen Texas accent? Oh, I forgot about that. How did I do that? I uh, uh, <laughs> how did I do that? Where did I put that? Well, I, I'm, I'm now searching my mind to figure out what Joel Osteen looks like. What's his catchphrase that'll get me back on the thing? Uh, this is your Bible. You gotta, this is my. This is your Bible, and he does and he says, uh, uh, you don't want to be a victim. You want to be a victor. Here, say, Hello, say this. this. This will get you. Uh, just look in the mirror. Say, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. And darn it, I don't know if I could say gosh. People like me. That's pretty bad. It sounds kind of creepy. All right, you I'll get try. that's from? I'll explain that's, that. Uh, for Smalley. All... Yes, okay, thank you. That's from the thing that they have on Saturday nights. Yes, from like 40 years ago. Back when Saturday Night Live was funny. When here's the first one. Ready? Round one. Mm-hmm. When you lose your joy, you lose your strength. That is Joel Osteen. How do you know that? Oh come on! When you lose your joy, you lose your strength. Would you find that in a fortune cookie? Yes. You should have seen the fortune cookie I got the other day. Two hundred points. Insulting. It's like people. Uh, uh, people try to avoid you often. It's like, what kind of fortune cookie is that? <laughs> you need to shower. <laughs> like, maybe you should eat a few or less fortune cookies. All right, 200 points. I am assuming right. I was correct on that one. You are correct. That's Joel Osteen. J- judging by your 
uh, opposition. <laughs> uh, when you lose your joy, you lose your strength. Law or gospel? <laughs> Law. Is it true, by the way? Uh, no. I don't know. See, um, it'd be interesting to talk about the difference between joy and just plain old happiness. Because I think a Christian can be joyful, though he is not happy at all. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, uh, so that a Christian can be suffering under the cross, uh, seeing seeing sin having its way in this world, and uh, and uh, that does not necessarily cause happiness, but a Christian could still have joy because of the reality of of, of uh, what Christ has done in this world. Um, and so to go go to someone who isn't happy and to say, hey, look, uh, there's something wrong with your faith isn't true. It just isn't true. Yep. That's right. I, this this is where this... Uh, this um, Terrible conversation happened with my own member. Ooh, this is bad. If you you know, if you lack joy, then you lack faith. You lack God. That's crazy. Yeah. I and mean, I, I mean, I I went berserko on this thing because I said, did did David uh, lack faith when he was writing the Psalms? Did Jonah lack faith when he was praying from the belly of the whale? Did Jesus lack faith and have a devil when he was weeping over Jerusalem or at the grave of Lazarus? Uh, uh, did Paul uh, lack faith when he said that uh, he was overcome by sorrow for the churches daily, struggling? I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hit, let's get another one. Okay, let me open this fortune cookie here. <laughs> that sounds like the binding of your Joel Osteen book. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Listen, I, I know your Joel Osteen book is well read. Oh, yeah. Listen to your parents and mentors and friends, but follow your own heart. Mm, that's a fortune cookie. <laughs> Joel Osteen, Everyday Friday, page 122. <laughs> now, I want to read the next sentence, though, to get your comments. Ready? Okay. There is a still, small voice, a knowing inside of you. That is God talking to you. Mm. Ooh. Oh, yeah, very wise there. <laughs> Fucking cookie just... <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. I wonder if um, Joel Osteen would stand by that. If we if we had a lineup of uh, of people telling us what their little voice inside their head was saying. Let's start with um, the uh, gentleman from Aurora who walked into a movie theater uh, with a gun. Yeah. Or um listening to the still small voice. <laughs> yeah, any any number of people. I wonder if Joel Lewis would be willing to stand by that. Can we get him on the line? Well, hold on. Let's let's dial him up. Uh, uh Joel, are you there? Joel? I'm I'm here, Evan. Glad right, to I, be I was, with you. I was reading in your fortune I mean your book, um, that says here <laughs> that the still small voice in your head uh, was <laughs> Was God's was God's voice? How does that course, how does that course. fit with someone like uh, a, a psycho who says the voice in his head tell him to go on a shooting rampage? Is that God's voice, Joel? I I don't know what to say. Uh, the negative tone in your question is destroying my connection with God. Uh huh. 
how'd you get my number? Oh, I think we lost you, Joel. Sorry, <laughs> we lost we lost Joel. All right. Uh, anyway, we'll have to keep playing this game then. Uh, so Don't ask questions. I I'm one for two here. Right. Batting five hundred. Okay. You ready? Ready. Oops. Mm. Like looking for your fortune cookie there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on to the past. If uh, hold on to the past, but eventually, let the times go, and keep the memories up into the present. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> then that's Joel Osteen. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. Really? This comes from fortunecookiemessage.com. <laughs> See, I was thinking just because of the sheer length of it, it had to be Joel Osteen because that was a long one. I mean, you, you keep pulling this piece of paper out of the cookie, it keeps coming. It's <laughs> like a scroll. <laughs> a message in a fortune cookie. Yeah, I know it. All right, here's another one. Uh, you want to do law and or gospel on that fortune cookie? Fortune cookie's probably got better theology, actually. There. You better read it again you, if, if we're going to do that. No, I don't. I'm going to move on to something okay. else. You have a destiny to fulfill. You have a joyful life to claim. That is undoubtedly Joel Osteen. Undoubtedly. Indubitably. Am I right? True enough. Joel Osteen it is. Page 146. Is this one of those games, um, you know, we have, we have a few games that in the playing of the game teaches discernment, but other games, just the fact playing of the game makes the point. You're right. Uh, so the fact that we can play a game and, and there be some question whether this is a Joel Osteen, a, a, someone who claims to be a Christian uh, teacher and preacher, uh, can't be distinguished from a fortune cookie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have it time. Is a good point. Time for maybe one more, if you're quick. Okay. Um, you ready? Ready. Laughter and good humor build bonds that hold social networks together. Uh, that's a fortune cookie. <laughs> really? Uh, Osteen two o four. Boom shakalaka! I tore you up, me and Joel, me and my buddy Joel. Tearing him, tore you up like everyone's conscience is being torn up by that dude. (laughs) All right. We need to hit a commercial break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Next up, name that journey of St. Paul. Don't go away. In a recent survey, 98% of listeners can't stand Table Talk Radio. We would like to express our gratitude to those who did not participate in the study. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, Got the coffee? Before, ready to rock and roll? Before we dive into Name That Journey of St. Paul, let's play a quick round of uh, St. Paul or Fortune Cookie. Are you ready? 
Yes. I concern to know nothing among you is that Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's a, I got that one yesterday. <laughs> East China Cafe. That's an easy one. <laughs> All right. Now, hey, I'm going to go on that road where Paul did that, where Paul determined to know nothing except Christ crucified. Is at, He's traveling from Athens to Corinth, and he's going down the road. It's like 50 miles. Boop, there, I'm going to be there in like a week going on that road where Paul himself determined to know nothing but Christ crucified among the Corinthians. That's marvelous stuff. Who wants to come? I think it's too late. <laughs> it's probably too late, seeing as when people are listening to this, we'll probably already be getting back. Yeah. Although, alas, and alack, you can't be there, but your mom's subbing for you. So Yes. Cool. Yeah, mom's going. I hope she has a good time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Might want to make sure she brings some Dramamine or something for the trip, just so you know. <laughs> Here's a, I got one. I got a fortune cookie here. Okay. You love Chinese food. <laughs> You know, unfortunately, the person just ate Chinese food after they you know, when they read you that. Lo- you love Chinese. I, I guess food. I do. I just ate or it. Is, so. I mean, maybe another fortune cookie, which would be even more ironic, is you just ate Chinese food. <laughs> it's like, Wait, <laughs> it's a fortune about my past. <laughs> how do they know? All right, so, uh, which uh, let's see how we can name that journey of Saint Paul. Oh yeah, because all I can think about is Saint Paul stuff. So we invented this game so that I wouldn't have to change what I'm thinking about. That's nice. You'll read a text, and I guess what missionary journey it's from. First, second, third, fourth, which is not in the scripture, his journey to Rome, etc. Okay, ready? Oh, yeah. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the synagogue officials sent to them, saying, Brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say it. And Paul stood up, and uh, motioning with his hand, he said, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people Israel chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt, and with an upheld arm he led them out from it. And for a period of about forty years he put up with them in the wilderness, and when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed their land as an inheritance, all of which took about four hundred and fifty years. After these things he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. And then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for forty years. And after he had removed him, uh, he raised up David to be their king, concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do my will. Is that enough to go on there? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Now, it just so happens that Paul did this everywhere he went on every one of his missionary journeys. He really? would go into the city, mm. and he would go into he would go first to the synagogue. Now, it, it it's maybe important for us to realize that that there's all these synagogues all over the place because when the Babylonians came in and put the wampum on Israel in the year 586, that caused the diaspora. Diaspora. Now, is is wampum? Is that a, a biblical term? Or? Yeah. Okay. That's wampum. Hebrew. Oh. Wampum. <laughs> that's why I wasn't familiar with it. Yeah. Phew. So, so, uh, <laughs> so, what is Sorry. it called when your expectations are lost and this? I'm so disappointed. That's what it's called. 
<laughs> Anyhow, Paul does this in every place that he goes. Now, oh, there's synagogues in all these places because when Jerusalem uh, put the wampum on Israel, they went everywhere. So there's synagogues all over the place. you got to have ten guys hanging around. You can have a synagogue, and you, then you try to get a scroll, and you go on Saturday, and you read from it. and Someone stands up and gives some exhortation and teaching, etc. Now, that's where Paul would go, every place he'd go. Now, it uh, uh, so it could be on any of the missionary journeys. Now, I happen to know, though, that that Acts gives us uh, four sermons of St. Paul, really, yeah, four sermons and three speeches, and that they're all the different audiences, especially the the first few, and that this happens to be Paul's first sermon that uh, that is recorded in in the Acts, and it is in the uh, in the synagogue in uh, Lystra, I believe, and so that would make it part of the first missionary journey where Paul goes to um, he goes to Cyprus, and then he does this little kind of um, little loop. Uh, through Antioch and Lystra, Derby, Iconium, and then back down through and then across and back to Antioch uh, with Barnabas. So that's going to be the first missionary journey, Acts 13. That is correct. Good job. Well hey. done. Thank you. All Two right. million points. You see, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. <laughs> A fortune cookie. <laughs> Bend while the rod's still hot. <laughs> Fortune cookie. All right. Ready for another one? Oh, yeah. Let's Can't you tell see. from the first one that I'm ready for another one? Keep it. Let's keep it going, man. I got to get like a bajillion points. Let's see. Oh, yes. Here it is. Um, and when the jailer had been aroused out of sleep and had seen that the prison doors opened, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, "Do not your, do yourself no harm, for we all we are all here." And he called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And and after he brought them out and said, "Sirs, what must I do to be saved?" And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you shall be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him, together with all who were in his house. He took them that very hour, the night uh, of the night, and washed their wounds, and immediately he was baptized, he and his all his household. I mean, that, could you read that again? I think it should say, immediately he made a decision for Christ. Let me see. Uh, is that in the variant reading? No. It says, he was baptized, he and all his household. I don't know what kind of Lutheran Bible you're reading. <laughs> now, that is the story of the Philippian jailer. Uh, now, Philippi. Philippi is this little town uh, on Macedonia. Uh, in Macedonia. It's uh, north of, uh, it's what, it's uh, 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 west of Neapolis, north of Berea and Thessalonica. And Paul Paul goes over there. He goes on a second missionary journey when he, he kind of, he gets to Lystra, Derby, and he, he kind of wants to go to Asia, but, he, but the Holy Spirit forbids him. So he goes over to Troas and meets Luke and then has the Macedonian call. And so Luke and and Silas and and Paul and Timothy go over to Neapolis and sail there and then kind of go down, working their way down Macedonia eventually to Greece. And I, I think it's the first time there in Philippi 
uh, that this happens. Now, Paul would go back to Philippi two or three other times, but this would be the first time he's there, which happens on the second missionary journey. Whoa, good job. Yeah. Looking pretty sharp over there. All right. He goes, he goes from Philippi to Thessalonica to Berea and then down to Athens and has the famous Athens speech and then to Corinth. I guess I won't read the next one. Okay. <laughs> that must be <laughs> chapter 16, right? Because Athens is in 15, so it's got to be 16 or 17 there, that, uh, the Philipp- Philippian jailer. Uh, that actually happens before uh, the Sermon on Mars Hill. So chapter 16? Oh, yeah. That's, seven- what, that's what you said, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to be on Mars Hill in like 20 minutes. I can't believe it. 20 minutes. Uh, depending on when this show airs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. You want another one? Oh, yeah, man. Keep them coming. Let's see here. What are you looking forward to the most? Um, I'm, the flight over would be nice. Eight hours, eight and a half hours. Another two hours from Frankfurt to Istanbul. It's ten hours to get back from Frankfurt to. That'll be fun. Ah, that that'll be good. I'm I'm trying to talk. Okay, you know I'm our uh, our guest Warren Graff is going. Yeah. Now imagine this. I've been trying to talk him into going to the Turkish bath with me. <laughs> Gets, getting loofed up by some uh, big Muslim Turkish guy. Well, that. That does sound like fun. I don't know why really he would want, hesitate. I don't really want to do it, but I do want for Pastor Graf to do it, and I want to be in the vicinity when it happens. So that's the best way to do that. <laughs> Keep the hands off the mustache. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. This is probably going to be our last one. All right. You yourselves know from the first day I set foot in Asia how I was with you the whole time, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials which came upon me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you publicly from the house from house to house, solemnly testifying to both Jews and Greeks of repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, nice. This sounds an awful lot like Paul's sermon uh, that he gives to the elders that are gathered at Miletus, uh, which is just about 10 miles south of Ephesus. And Paul spent three years in Ephesus and trained all these guys to be pastors, you know, set up a seminary for the evangelism of Asia, and all these guys are there to be pastors. He leaves Timothy. He goes on another loop around Macedonia down to Greece, and then he comes back. He's on his way to um, He's on his way to Jerusalem for the feast, and... He doesn't want to get stuck in Ephesus again, so he has the guys come down to Miletus, and he preaches a sermon where he says, basically, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And we, you saw it in my ministry. We see it in the death of Jesus. Now you go give your lives for the church. It's an ordination sermon for these guys. Fantastic. That's uh, Acts chapter 20, and it's the end of the third missionary journey when Paul's on his way back to, uh, back to Jerusalem to get arrested. That is right. How long has, has my mic- how long has my microphone been muted? <laughs> anyway, we need- <laughs> there's still one of the shows been so great. <laughs> huh. All right, well we need to go to commercial break. I'll see if I can get my microphone turned on for our last and the final segment of the show: Islam or Mormonism. You don't want to miss out on that. It's oh, coming no. up on Table Talk Radio. What did I get? Like fifty thousand? <laughs> Oh, 
and really one of the best decisions you've made today. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And we're back for the final segment of Table Talk Radio. Pastor Wolf from there, I will award you uh, 17... Hundred points. Oh yeah, you're Although I did make it easy on you going going in order and all. Yeah, that was nice. One two three. I was gonna go one two two three, but you you uh, took away my Mars Hill one. So you can see. I, I mean, uh, I, I I that I'm just obsessed with this now. Yes. Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, this is how uh, table talk radio preparation goes. Whenever one of us are working on something, we create a game out of it, so we don't have to do more work than necessary. <laughs> That's right. Double down. <laughs> We're doubling down on trickle down. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. In the last game, Islam or Mormonism, we read a, I guess, a quote or ask a question of facts or something like that. Something. I don't and know then exactly uh, we have to identify what, if that comes from the religion of Islam or the religion of Mormonism. Um, so that's pretty good. Now here I'm gonna make one exception. So we got we got uh, uh, quotes from from the Muslims and from the Mormons, but I'm gonna change Allah to God. Yeah, All right, that's fine. Is that fair enough? Yep. All right. And that, and then you got to tell is, if it's this is translation on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. This is uh, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if this it's actually a good idea, but we're gonna do it anyway. Okay. All right, ready? Ready. This is regarding reestablishing the one true religion. There is no reproach uh, for the prophet uh, in that which God makes his due. It was God's way with those who passed away of old. And the commandment of God is certain destiny, who delivered the messages of God and feared him, and feared none except for God. God keeps good account. Hmm. Okay, I'm working more on the psychology of Ryan Wolfmuller than the quote at hand, since the quote at hand doesn't really you know, tip the scale either way. Um, I mean, you have the mention of the prophet, which is a common language in both uh, Islam and Mormonism. Uh, in Islam, meaning uh, referring to Muhammad, in uh, Mormonism, uh, which, whoever the current <laughs> whoever the current prophet is, uh, could be Joseph Smith or or otherwise. Um, see, I the thing that I'm going off of for your uh, you know psychology thing is uh, that you you gave the uh, the preface of uh, what was it reestablishing the true yeah, church right right reestablishing the one true religion the one true religion. Now that's that's a big deal in Mormonism, as they say that um, the Christian Church is apostate and um, it was uh, reestablished in Joseph Smith. Though I think this would also be found in Islam, and I think that you would use that uh, title to uh, try and get me to go Mormonism. So I'm going to do reverse psychology and do Islam. Oh man, I didn't know I was going to be Dr. Seuss. You're right. That's <laughs> Surah 33. <laughs> okay. So Verse 38 to 40. Let's talk about points. This next time, I'm going to double reverse psychology you. <laughs> and by making you think I'm doing that, then 
It's triple reverse psychology. <laughs> now that I said that, it's... All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's hit another one. Ten points. Okay. Ten? I gave you uh, 1,700. What are we gonna do? Where are we going to get all these points? You just print points out of the air? Yeah. It's a point we'll just, inflation. We'll just, I'm trying to avoid... We'll just raise point taxes. I'm going to change... That's right. We're going to ask those with a lot of points to give, <laughs> give a little more. extra. Yeah. Oh! I, I'm you're going to go and ask them? Is that what you're going to do? I'm just, Would you please give a little bit more? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just more concerned about oh the points God. for the middle class. The, you know, the, <laughs> that's my main concern. We need a middle class point cut. You get seven points. Oh. You, you, you get seven points and free health insurance. <laughs> Birth control. All right. So when you say I get seven, I really get two. <laughs> Got it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you seven points, but I'm gonna take ten points from you to pay for your free health insurance. Because it's free. That's against my conscience. Not that, uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> pa- paging, are you paging through the Book of Mormon there, or are you paging through the Quran? I wonder. I'm going to talk here about good works. Are the Hadith is the Hadith on the table? Are you going to read? No, nope, oh, okay. no, just the. Uh, just, I think, I think, just the uh, Quran. Okay, this is has regarding good works. To those who believe and do deeds of righteousness, God has promised forgiveness and great reward. Hmm. <laughs> See, that could, <laughs> that could go either way. It could, couldn't it? That's um, the trick of this game. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, read it, read it one more time for our listeners. Okay, those who believe, <laughs> dear listener, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you got to think about it this time? Actually, listen, listener. Pastor Gagleg's got it nailed. Yeah, yeah, for it's you. Just for this is for you. To those who believe and do deeds of righteousness, God has promised forgiveness and great reward. Okay, I am going to side with uh, Mormonism on this one for this reason: that I know that that Mormonism likes to uh, make some sort of an effort to sound close to the words of Scripture. And uh, this little thing about uh, believing and doing good works, I think, is trying to uh, trying to get to that. I don't think that you would find that in Islam. Uh, this importance to believe, the the importance in Islam is really just to submit. So it wouldn't really have believe at all. Um, so I'm going to say Mormonism. Really? Oh. This is Surah five nine. To those who believe and do good and do deeds of righteousness is. Allah promised forgiveness and great reward. Now, I'll read you also from the Articles of Faith, Joseph Smith. We believe that through the atonement of Christ, all mankind may be saved by obedience to the laws and ordinances of the gospel. Yeah, I know she didn't read that one. Huh. Hmm. You know what we could play sometime is Islam or Mormonism or American evangelicalism. (laughs) I was listening to our old show the other day. Where we had a name for American, uh, it's uh, Nate Nappy. Remember that? North American Protestant Evangelicalism. <laughs> I barely remember that. Nappy. <laughs> is that catching on yet? Is that is that no, become the common? Because you and I also forgot. <laughs> I accidentally listened to the show. Oops. How does that happen? How do you accidentally listen to a show from three years ago? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because I was something's wrong with my. 
phone thing, and I was trying to listen to the most recent show. The God Whispers capture you and wanted to torture you and made us listen to our own show, or what? How do, how do you the accidentally listen to a show? Shh. Shh. The God Whispers. Shh. Do you hear that? I think God's... Shh. God's whispering. Still small voice. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Uh, got another one? Yep. Ready? Ready. Abraham was not a Jew or a Christian. He was an upright man who surrendered to God, and he was not one of the idolaters. Uh, this is tough. How How's the traffic there in Aurora? It's nice, isn't it? Is my microphone pointed too close to the window? I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that your window's open. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> I record outside yeah, next. I don't time. know. I I have nothing to go off on this one. Any, I mean, this really again could go either way. Um, so I, just because we've had two in a row of Islam, I'm gonna say Mormonism this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Surah three sixty seven. That was quadruple reverse psychology at its <laughs> finest. Abraham was not a Jew nor yet a Christian. He was an upright man who surrendered to Allah. Surrendered. That was your key. He was not one of the idolaters. This is the point though where. Islam and Mormonism both come along and they say they do this thing. Hey, we're reestablishing the true religion. Mm-hmm. Remember that, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you want some more of this? Stuff? Sure. We got time for maybe a couple more. Okay. This is the doctrine of the pre-eternity of souls, which both teach. God saw the souls and that they were good, and He stood in the midst of them, and He says, "These I will make my rulers." For he stood among those who were spirits, and he saw that they were good. And he said unto me, Abraham, thou art one of them. Thou wast chosen before thou wast born. And there stood one among them that was like unto God. And he said unto them who were with him, We will go down, for there is space there. And we will take of these materials, and we will make an earth whereupon these may dwell. And we will prove them herewith to see if they will do all the things whatsoever the Lord their God shall command them. And they who keep their first estate shall be added upon. And they who keep not their first estate shall not have glory in the same kingdom with those who keep their first estate. And they who keep their second estate shall have glory added upon their heads forever and ever. Uh, I noticed you didn't say amen after that. Thank you. Um <laughs> uh, I, I think this is Mormonism. It is the Book of Abraham, four uh-huh. twenty-three to twenty-six. Yeah, so this is this is the um, uh, how's our how's our little uh, cliche go? As man, something as God, something. as God once was, man is now. As God is now, man shall become. Yeah. So this, uh, yeah, pre-existence of souls, so that uh, you know. We're being we're being born in, into this life, but we've existed from eternity. It's just That's silliness. Right. All right, real quickly, one more. Two, three points, because that's Book of Abraham, four, uh, four, verse two to three. Now, I, Actually, I in fact, in, instead of doing, oh, that's it. Sorry, yeah, we don't I want to talk him. about this guy. Uh-oh. Oh well, next show, I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh it. yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, we'll uh, remember. I hope you have fun in in uh, Greece and Turkey. Indeed, I will. Uh, come come back with some stories for us, and uh, I want to know how uh, how that the Pastor Gra- the turkey bath with Pastor Kraft went. So, thanks to hear about that. <laughs> thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. 
where the points have the same value as the difference between Mormonism and Islam. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.